Hey, 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 this is Lisa A., and you're listening to Who's That Star on LCC Connect at Lansing Community College. Who's That Star is a behind-the-scenes show where I sit down and talk with the employees at the college. This is an inside look at LCC where you will have a chance to learn about their passions, projects, what inspires them both at work and in their personal lives. I'm your host, Lisa Alexander. I'm so excited to get a chance to talk to all the people who make LCC great. This show is for you to get to know the people that work at Lansing Community College a little bit more and see what makes them tick. Are you ready? Okay, let's go see who's today's star. Today, I have the pleasure to welcome someone that I've only known for a couple of years. She has such a welcoming personality. She works in student affairs, and she has one of the best smiles around. She's a team player and is always willing to extend a helping hand. She's a Michigan native and calls herself a Hollander. That means born and raised in Holland, Michigan. She earned a Bachelor's of Arts degree in Hospitality and Tourism Management with an emphasis in event planning and a minor in business from Grand Valley State University. She worked at Purdue University where she served as an Assistant Director of Administration and Conferences. She's a fun person and has added so much to our team. Okay, peeps, are you ready to find out Who's today's star? Today's star is Amanda Cho. Welcome her. Welcome, Amanda. We're so glad to have you here. Thank you, Lisa. I don't know you as well as I know some of the other, uh, some of my other past guests. So I'm going to dig down in and get to get to learn some more information about you because I really enjoy being around you. I think that your personality is really like infectious. You are one of the people that when I'm in a staff meeting and I know it's your turn to talk, I get excited because I know immediately I'm going to smile. And I know that you, you, you just have an enthusiasm about your job that I appreciate. And I think that you do a great job at that. So Thank you. Very kind of you to say. So we're first, we're going to start out with, um, can you tell me a little bit about who you are and what is important to you in your life now? Yes. So a little bit about myself. I'll keep it a little bit professional, a little personal. All right. We'll, we'll start out that way. <laughs> <laughs> so professional wise, uh, I am a student engagement coordinator here at LCC. Uh, I noticed in your introduction, I love the light the long titles, but uh, student engagement coordinator, anything with admissions. So orientation, recruiting, that's what I'm here at LCC for. Okay. Uh, personal wise, a little bit of who I am is, yes, born and raised in Holland. Uh, right now I'm from the East Lansing area. I live there. Okay. And uh, I put a little bit about myself is who I am right now. And um, I, I feel like I'm still questioning who I am, my identity, getting mm. to know who I am, what irks me, what doesn't. Right. And I'm still learning it in this day and age, which is crazy. Uh, many times I still feel like, you know, as, as you are as a child and you grow up and you become an adult, you're rediscovering yourself. And a lot of what I, I feel I'm going through is things about well-being and my platform. We talk about uh, in our titles and who we are mm -hmm. in our personal life. Uh, a little bit in platform, you know, I, I get to talk and present about LCC and many times I'm challenged now with 
well, what does Amanda like? And what are my hobbies? Right. And I'm rediscovering it all. So long story straight, my answer is I'm still rediscovering myself. And my main message is it's okay. And I hope listeners feel that vibe as they listen to this. No, I mean, I'm older. I'm not going to say how much older than you, but I'm older. And I, I think that that's an important piece to realize that you're not going to always know everything that you need to know about you, right? That's you discovering. You're always learning and your likes and interests change. So I think that, that you are aware of that makes you ahead of the game because you know that this too shall pass or maybe I will learn more or grow into this role or whatever you choose to do. So I think that's pretty cool. And, and that I liked how you put it, you know, your platform, what does that mean? And so I might start saying that. So if you hear me say that, you know, it came from Amanda Cho. Oh, yes. So how did you get started here at LCC? Yes. So how I even got started was I was a trailing spouse, uh, like you mentioned before, born and raised in Holland, Michigan. Uh, what's funny is it ties into the, my first question of who I am. And many times when I say I'm from Holland, I get, unfortunately, the stereotype of you don't look like you're from Holland. And I'm like, do I have to look a certain way? Mm-hmm. And I Dutch danced. And, you know, uh, <laughs> it, it, it comes back to uh, a lot of my good messages in higher education is no matter how you carry yourself, how you work, People look at you and, and they make assumptions on the way you look. Right. So I mentioned identity being important with knowing my background and being comfortable with who I am. Uh, so anywho, I was a trailing spouse. I came back to Michigan mm-hmm. from Purdue and I saw this role opened up. And what's funny is I, I like to scope things out before I, I become fully immersed right. in it. And um, there was a West Campus uh, career fair that I know we do annually. Yeah. Give or take. I know with the pandemic, uh, right. we may have missed in 2019, uh, 2020, 2021. Yeah, me. it was virtual. Yes. Yeah. And I came in and I saw all the screens at West Campus. I saw the automobiles and I was like, wow, I want to work here. And uh, long story straight, I applied for the role. I was interviewed with a really amazing hiring committee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know how much names we want to put into the podcast, but I'll keep them anonymous, but they know who they are and they're amazing. And I was astounded, you know, and I was, I got involved and, and luckily funny story. I was throwing away my Indiana license plate, (laughs) saying goodbye to my past life in Indiana, welcoming my home state. And I received the call and the offer that day. And I thought it was a sign. I was like, Michigan is where it's at. So right. That that was a sign. I think (laughs) uh, it let you know it was okay. Come on over here to yeah. LCC because you worked at a four-year institution, right, before I, coming here. I did. I what are some of the differences you see? Oh, my goodness. So many differences. Uh, for one thing, uh, well, to be fair, I lived born and raised in the Midwest my whole life. So I know that Indiana and Michigan are both Midwest school areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure, the sizes, I did feel it, it took a while for me to feel comfortable in a different state. I do really inspire folks to try, you know, moving to a different area. It helps to rediscover who you are when you're in a brand new area. Haven't met many people in the town just yet. And that's what happened to me at Purdue. It was, uh, I got to start from scratch with knowing myself so I could find friends, colleagues, you know, partners, uh, partnerships in regards to who I served Mm -hmm. in administration and conferences. Anywho, uh, coming here to LCC and even 
Lansing and the East Lansing area, Okemos, you know, all the surrounding districts around us, I felt at home. Mm. And I joke with my colleagues and I'm like, I sound horrible with, with my experience at Indiana and kind of dogging on the state. But once you find your people, your squad and your home, it's mm-hmm. like I made the right choice. And I'm glad I stepped away uh, to a different state Yeah, to see how I do. You know, and we are glad to because yes. we are glad to have you here. And um, I just think that you make a, you do a good job in that role. But could you talk about a little bit more about you talked about student engagement is pretty much everything admission. Could you go a little bit more into what that means? Like if a student called you, what would that look like? Yes, especially with it being July and I call it August rush. Uh, So many questions have been, uh, how do I even get involved? How do I apply? Who do I talk to? Mm -hmm. And there's been a lot of angst coming out of the pandemic and that anxiety in regards to uh, needing extra reassurance. And I've enjoyed what I do in regards to the listening aspect of what I do Mm -hmm. (laughs) and also uh, utilizing campus partners. Let's say we'll take a hypothetical situation where transfer students, that's another big one, where they're about to get started. I'm from Kettering University and I want to come to LCC, take a couple courses and transfer back after the fall semester. Mm -hmm. How do I get going? And so on my end, you may not see it over the phone or the uh, admissions call or Zoom or WebEx, all the fun platforms that we utilize to connect with students. But I would pull up our website, uh, look at the Get Started. That's my rubric. Uh, No matter how much I know this job, I need to be looking at something. I do too. (laughs) It just makes you feel comfortable. And then it's identifying, you know, and if we have side conversation in regards to, you know, I'm not doing so well in this university or I love where I'm at. I want to, you know, life happened and I moved to the Lansing area. I want to take advantage of your community college. Those are the conversations I enjoy when it's less, you do this, this, this. Mm -hmm. And to be fair, if the conversation is that and they just want to know, I will give that to them. Right. So it's a lot of listening and identifying the goals and asking the following follow-up question of, did I answer that? And when that, when it gets more comfortable and we're joking or there's more humor Mm -hmm. involved or a quick thank you or gratitude, whether it be from my end or their end, that's what makes that conversation so much more than a phone call. You know what? Yeah. (laughs) No, I agree. I joke about it and I'm all like, you know, uh, there are times when we pull up the phone app on our laptops and I feel chained to the desk and I sing the ever famous song, don't let me go, don't let me go. You know, and <laughs> my colleagues are hearing me sing it and I'm like, just let me go. You know, and you do feel uh, in a sense, your laptop's always stuck to you or right. your desktop and I'm staring at the screen, I'm checking email. However, when it becomes a conversation and I'm I lose sight of that. And instead I'm having a one-on-one and I'm envisioning that person in front of me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and granted this changes as we come back in person, right? which is exciting. Yeah. We had to adjust yes. to figure out how to keep our spirits up, you know, cause I, you're a people person and I am too. And not having that contact was very difficult. And so I know sometimes people want prescriptive advising or, getting started, not that interaction, but I know it helps the student ease when it's more of an authentic conversation and getting to know. And I think you represent LCC well because you're like that front face. You, Blake, used to be Cassie and Mike, but 
just you and it's you and Blake right now it holding is. it down. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys are the are the faith of LCC in a way. Like when people when you go to your because you go to schools, don't you? I uh, know, but I have thought about oh, you, yes. Uh, there is a little employee perk with taking courses here at LCC, and I thought about it. I, I was oh, like, no, I meant to go for recruitment. Do oh, you? yes. I, I Yes. So the other part, thank you for clarifying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I went so much into uh, a situation that uh, there are other areas in my position where the cycle, right, the, the annual cycle. So after we onboard and get students going for the fall, come September, October is recruitment season. Right. And to be fair, we recruit all year long. Uh, what happens is uh, May, June, July is all new student orientation, which you've, mm-hmm. you and your team is amazing. I call Thank advisors you. the cherry on top. I was like, mm, think Thank of us you. as the people to help get you going. And many times I get asked the questions, are you an advisor? And I was like, I wish I was. I'm no. not. But, you know, I can help get you going and get started. And so, yes, to answer a little bit of that, during recruitment season, I do go to high schools. I attend college fairs. Okay. Lots of travel. You'll see me with my little, I call it my stewardess roll on. Right. <laughs> um, many times it like hits the back of my feet and I'm like tripping on it, but it's okay. It's all good. It's all good. I get my extra steps. So I'm a big step person, like to have my water on me. You've seen it. Yeah, no, I like that. <laughs> that's, that's, um, that's encouraging. Like, when we do that as a community here, I've gotten more physically fit because people are engaged and, oh, well, let's have, let's, how many steps do you have? How many steps do you have? So I like that. I think that that just makes an environment better. So Yes, it's, it's definitely a lot of movement in this role. So many times I say, if I forget to look up, say hello to me, you know, I'll be waving and walking and dragging my role away on the same, same time. Uh, and one of the perks and the joys is saying hello to the friendly faces, which sometimes I lose sight of when I see the mission and I'm like, let's go, let's go to the car, let's stack it, let's travel, you know, let's commute. So yes, I do work with high school counselors, uh, whether it be in our district. Uh, right now we are evaluating our local high schools now post pandemic. So be on the lookout for Blake and I and, you know, who knows, an army of recruitment out and about right. in the near future. So. Yeah, definitely. So you seem like you really enjoy your student engagement coordinator role. What um what do you what keeps you here? Like it's three years in. We're not letting you go nowhere. I got your leg tied up. So but besides that, what keeps you here? Yes. And I wanted I was laughing at this because I was like, if I could ask this question, will I sound like a suck up if I said Lisa. And I'm going to do an example. People like you, Lisa, who are so warm and inviting and we can laugh. What keeps me here is humor, uh, fresh appeal, fun, excitement, that fresh eye perspective we get from students. And I'm going to bring up a little example of, I don't know if you realize, but our last encounter, I had a fun um situation with the student and I think you were seeing me like typing I I refer to the cat gif of like the cats angrily typing on their typewriting Mm -hmm. I'm gonna work with this email I need to do some follow-up I need to make sure that they're all set and I think like when you came in and and you're like Amanda and I looked up and I'm like Huh? And um, it was so warm and so inviting and you listened to me and it was a situation where um, our paths got to cross with who we served. Right. And I had the honor to kind of say, listen, it's kind of rough right now. <laughs> There's some confusion going on yeah. with, you know, who I am and what I do and, and finding the right resource for them. And you, you were like, that's wait, they have an appointment with me. And I was like, oh my goodness, when we get to tag team and work as a village, right. that's what keeps me here. And 
I uh, say when it becomes less work and more of a commodity of uh, an allyship of, mm-hmm. you know, um, there's not always best situations here. We, we want to strive for it. Right. And at the same time, where can we be real to be like, ooh, I'm sure in your eyes, you're like, Amanda's kind of suffering here. How, how can I help her? Mm-hmm. And those are the moments where I hope I can, you know, mentor others or vice versa. They can mentor me. You have. Thank you. You have. Um, I appreciate that. Thank you, Amanda. I, th- I do think that's one of the things that is really great about working here at LCC, the relationships that we build with one another and being able to see and support our peers, you know, when they need it. Cause you helped me like with computers. So I'm old. Right. And I came, <laughs> I was like, okay, I need help. And you were able to go pop and do what we needed to do. And I was like, wow, man, thank you. So that was a, that was a great experience. And it's something that, you know, I may not have all the answers, but there's a team around me that has the answers that can help me. And I feel like I'm a part of your team. You're a part of my team. So I think it's really, really, really good. So, yeah, I guess we are having us a love fest where we're just, we <laughs> but no, you know, there's not enough of that. Uh, I was reading the other day, I'm a big podcast listener and I listen to a bunch of your segments uh-huh. as well. And we, sometimes lose track of that and we forget to celebrate ourselves and the fine works we do. Right. And I was like, applause. So I know you have a nice little applause button. I was like, I need that in my life. Like, you know, and it's funny you mentioned technology. I'm laughing on the side. Hopefully you don't hear my, my chuckles in the background. <laughs> uh, but we do laugh with technology and thank you for being such a high praise about that. My team has seen my computer glitch on me. They've seen my webcam not working and they hear me screaming in the back. Why is it not working? You know? Right. And so I try to help the best that I can and try to find the easy button, but it's not always there. And that's what challenges us and toughens our skin up a little bit. Hey, so, yeah. Well, I'm glad you're there to help me, but we've, we've heard about LCC and I got a couple more questions before we go. I want to know what really lights you up and makes you excited in life. Yes. Well, I'm a, I am a lifelong learner. I will learn as much as I can and keep learning. And that's what excites me. It's I could think I'm an expert in something and then life checks me and it's like, no, you do not know everything, Amanda. <laughs> so uh, in regards to learning what I do in, in life, uh, if we want to get into hobbies, I do have a found love for music, adventure, culture, dynamic people. I feel I get blinded with sometimes, you know, I, I have lifelong friends. And at the same time, I've been questioning myself post pandemic of what more room do I have in my life where I can welcome more people and get to know the area more, even though it's been three years since I've lived here. I enjoy food, music, festivals, uh, anything about different cultures. Yeah, I'm a food lover. And uh, um, many times it's those who we work with and those we serve, we're very fortunate where our students don't all look the same. Right. And I try to learn that to my life personal. It's, it's like why, you know, many times I don't like when assumptions are made about me, yet I like to be checked when I make assumptions about people. Right. And that's what I like learning about is you came across as this. It's like, oh, oops, Thank you for checking me. You know, it's, yeah. it's hard to hear. And at the same time, thank you for doing that because it does take some courage to honestly speak right. authentically. It does. Uh, and from the heart lately. So, yeah. All right. Well, here's, I got two more questions. <laughs> the last, my, my second to the last question is, what life lessons have you had to learn the hard way? Yes. Ooh. 
Lessons. I'm thinking plural. I know I'm thinking of one big lesson. My most recent one is as you learn and you grow through life and uh, as we elevate, we lose people along the way. Mm -hmm. And whether it be life loss, which is the saddest of it all, but also a moment of growth and acceptance. Mm -hmm. um, it's also lately allowing myself to be human and not always looking to be a certain way, like, oh, I have to be strong. Oh, I have to always look uh a certain way for LCC mm -hmm. and bury everything. You saw me at one of my vulnerable moments of, oh, it's getting to me and, you know, frantic. And we talk about serving the public and really listening to those we serve. And I feel I'm more challenged towards myself to be like, well, how do I feel today? Mm -hmm. And if it's a rough day, it's okay. Allow myself that release. If I need to cry, I'm not a good crier. That was an ugly cry, but it's okay. <laughs> release it, you know? Right. And um, that quote was actually from uh, one of our new associate deans. So I don't want to give credit to that. Uh, there was one day as well. I've just been so fortunate that you all have, you know, when something's off and as much as a face I put on and try to focus on my work, I really appreciate those genuine connections and uh this person was like oh you're something's off today are you okay and I mentioned that there uh there was a relationship I lost um with a, a long good friend of mine mm. to be fair it's not it's not death not good wood yeah. um because that does happen as we you know grow and, and get older uh it was one of those friends that really you know challenged me and they were like you've become a person that's totally different and they've known me for 10 years. So I'm like, hey, at least like I, I would like to know that I'm different as I get older. I don't mm -hmm. want to be the same person. And it allowed me to connect with other folks kind of going through the same thing with life, with rediscovering ourselves, with admitting the truth of today's a rough day mm -hmm. and that's OK. Give me some time to get through it, you know, and setting out your boundaries. I think that's a good one that I want to showcase to the world of allow yourself time and grace and give kindness and even if you don't on those certain days and you just need to like cry, vent, let it out, focus on self-care practices, I do agree. it. Yeah, I definitely b believe that self-care is so important because you can't help anybody else if you can't help yourself. So. Yes. And so my last question might be <laughs> the most important one. Go green or go blue? Go green. <laughs> <laughs> For all you go blues out there, um, MSU has a near, dear space in my heart. My spouse works there. I've had family members that went there. I'm in the East Lansing area. Yeah. Go Stars as well. That's, That's right. Go Stars, go stars as well. <laughs> well, thank you, Amanda, for coming on Who's That Star today. I'm so glad that our audience got a chance to learn about you and the role of the engagement coordinator. So you please, please, please come back again, okay? Of course. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out for today. I was so glad to have an opportunity to talk with Amanda and come back next week to find out who's that star. You've been listening to Who's That Star? I'm Lisa A., and you can listen to this episode of Who's That Star and other shows from LCC Connect anytime online at lccconnect.org. Thank you for listening. Catch me next time to find out who's that star. Keep connected with LCC Connect at lccconnect.org. LCC Connect. Voices 
vibes. Vision. Embracing diversity is a continuing process, one that requires honesty, cooperation, and meaningful conversations. At Lansing Community College, we understand our journey towards inclusion and equity begins with an examination of how we relate to one another. The Office of Diversity and Inclusion has partnered with the Office of Police and Public Safety to create We're Better Than That, an anti-bigotry campaign. To find out more about We're Better Than That, visit lcc.edu. In 1911, Thomas and Emily Dalton look with compassion at their community. They didn't have much money, but they dedicated themselves to meeting physical and spiritual needs by creating the City Rescue Mission of Lansing. For over 100 years, through the Great Depression and several recessions, through world wars and cold wars, the mission continues to work in Michigan's capital area, seeing the need and meeting the need. A lot has changed in the past century, but the power of compassion in action will never change. A small act of kindness can impact our entire community. We see it reflected every day in the progress made by women and men working to transition out of homelessness and into independence. They can do it because of the support of our fellow rescuers. Together, we provide food, shelter, and hope to hundreds of people in need. For more information on the City Rescue Mission of Lansing, visit BeARescuer.org. Michigan residents age 25 or older may qualify for Michigan Reconnect, a program providing free or reduced tuition to students who have not earned a prior college degree. Reconnect students are responsible for books and fees. Visit lcc.edu reconnect for more information. LCC. Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. You're listening to Art Happens Here, the podcast that explores the often curious and occasionally amazing art installations on, in, and around the campuses of Lansing Community College. I'm your host, Bruce Mackley. Today's guest is someone who I have known for quite some time, and I've really anticipated this interview, looked forward to it. We share deep history together. Uh, he's extraordinarily creative, um, and I'm sure there's much about his work and about his thought processes and philosophy and art that, that I don't know, and I'm eager to find out. Brian Whitfield, welcome to Art Happens Here. Oh, thank you, Bruce. It's good to be here. Yeah, well, thanks for, thanks for coming. I mean, this is really this is a treat for me. Um, very briefly for our audience, let me, let me set this up a little bit. Um, Brian and I go back to high school and we, we barely, you know, interacted because we had kind of the same classes at different times, you know, once in a while I'd pass each other in the hall. So we have that history, but we didn't really get to know each other until I think we ran into each other at Home Depot just yeah. a few years ago. Yeah. And I recognize him because the man hasn't aged and it's very <laughs> frustrating to those of us who have, um, you know, it's, uh, it's very, very, very cool. I keep overusing the word cool. So bear with me here. Um, Brian is responsible for, um, his body of work is, it's hard to, it's hard to describe, you know, just about every, um, colorful outdoor and indoor mural that graces Lansing. Um, it's in some way, if not done by Brian Whitfield, it's influenced by him. Uh, his style is, um, it's, 
highly integrated, um, beautifully designed. It, it's tight. It's, it's compelling. It's deliberate. They look like tapestries. And there's, a, there's stories that are embedded in these things. They're not just snapshots. I mean, they're, they're so compelling. I appreciate this. No, it's so, it's so true. <laughs> no, it's come on. You've heard this before. And people just, people fall over themselves over your work. And rightfully so. I mean, it's, it's the physical demands of what you do, um, the creative demands on top of your day job. Okay. Yeah. Is, uh, it's really, really noteworthy. You know, the visual, visually engaging is just, uh, it's an understatement, sir. Yeah. So, you know, you're, let's go back. Mm -hmm. I mean, what's your background? Well, of course, you know, the beginnings really in high school, you know, the, the, the commercial art class, um, which is unusual, you know, in, in some places, um, having a kind of a, a career before you even get out of high school. Right. You know, starting in, and we had Lance Shade at Eastern High School. Yes, we did. And uh, he's a great guy, great guy. Just loved him. Um, and he brought a lot out of me. You remember you remember having to go over to uh, try, trying to find a job on Michigan Avenue? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, he made us look for jobs and, and that kind of stuff. Way ahead of his day. He was and had contests in his class and we, you know, you know, had a little competition. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, and it was three hours, three hours of art. Can you believe that? Self-discipline. You know, you have your two classes that you have to go to, math or whatever. That's right. And then you had your art. Yep. Three hours. And then you go home. Oh, who could, who could, who could beat that in high school? Couldn't agree more. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So then, um, you know, Lance uh, was, was kind of saying, okay, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? And he suggested I go to Kindle. Um, so I applied, you know, and, and got into Kindle, um, right out of high school and, and that kind of started my career. Now, when I started, it was really interesting because I was, I like realism, mm -hmm. and I, w I wanted to draw like photorealism. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at all the masters, you know, yeah. and thinking, oh, they're great and that kind of stuff. Um, so from where, from back then, where I am now, you know, it's just kind of a, um, like a real journey, and I'm just kind of having fun going through it. Good, you know, like all the stuff you said earlier. Um, uh, it's kind of funny because I still feel like I'm struggling to that, find out who I am. That's I think a good thing, though. Every artist does that. And if you don't do that, I think it's, you know, you should really delve deep into who you are. Because I look at my work and sometimes I go, oh, boy, what is, what am I thinking? <laughs> given your talent, uh, given the talent that I remember from high school, which was extraordinary, you know, Brian, top level, you know, um, going to school and going into Kendall, which is highly regarded as a design school. What did you have to, was there anything that you had to leave behind going in there? Did you have to like wipe your mind or relearn anything? Did they mm. teach you a new way to think as I've heard? You know, because of, you know, growing, growing up and just kind of learning on the way uh, through high school, I, um, they didn't really challenge me so much. They just kind of taught me technique. Mm -hmm. I was actually challenged when I went to, um, graduate school. Mm -hmm. But um, in, in, in undergrad, I, um, I just learned technique. I had a great teacher, um, John, John McDonald. Mm. And um, he just let me do what I wanted to do. And we kind of fought because it's like sometimes you had to do uh, the same picture a couple of times. And I would just like, I'm not doing that. Self-discipline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to do it in black and white. You had to do it in color. And I said, you know, I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. and, and we fought. But he would, he would let me get away with it. And, you know, but that was that was kind of the challenge. I, I was, you know, trying to push myself, but I wasn't I wasn't going to do whatever everybody else wanted to do. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. 
good good uh, strong spirit yeah. i've heard it compared to karate in that you know you're you're a beginner when you get the black belt yeah you know i've heard of watercolorists who have literally four thousand watercolor painting they're quick sketches yeah. i saw you know some guy opened his trunk of his car and it was full i mean mm-hmm. full of yeah. like watercolor renderings and he was just getting getting there to start absolutely so you know i would be a better artist if i if i just was disciplined to do that like you said before, I got a day job, and and sometimes you just get worn out with art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you've raised kids. I mean, given the body of your work and how prolific you've been, um, dedicating that degree. And by the way, um, what he does is physically demanding. I mean, I looked at the one on Michigan Avenue, which is which is one of your modest ones. Yeah, and it goes up, and you had to have been on scaffolding. You know, you're dealing with Michigan weather, you're dealing with materials. You know the, and I'm all over the place. I'm sorry, but it's just so it's so thrilling talking to you. Yeah, that's okay. But let me before you go there because mm-hmm. I want to go there. Yeah, but let me go back because sure. I I want I've always wanted to tell you this. I've had three influences, starting in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was Emerson Sheffy. That's Emerson. how I got into that into that class because I looked at his work and said, "Man, I got to get into that class." That guy. Yeah. That yeah. guy in junior high was amazing. Oh, he yes, yes. We're still friends to this day, but um, yeah. yeah, he was he was amazing. He 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 made me want to go into become an artist. Interesting. Um, Harold Hayes. I don't know if you remember Harold. Hayes. I remember Harold Hayes. Harold Hayes was this the other guy that influenced me, and and I looked at his work and said, man, this guy can draw. Now he was in that class for a short time. Then he was he, in Mark Mahaffey's class too, wasn't he? Uh yes, I think so. But mm-hmm. he 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 got out of the um, commercial art class. I don't know why. He just kind of dropped out of it. Yeah. And 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 um, Bruce Bruce Mackey. Oh please! <laughs> I tell you, I looked Dude. at your work and I thought, man, you are good. I was a, I was a little weirdo in high school. <laughs> I thought differently. You hung out with weirdos. Yeah, huh? well, <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I was definitely a free thinker. No, but I I I really respected your work and I, and 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 watching you kind of come up, you know, through. You know, one year I was talking to somebody and, and I was asking if you still draw and you, and you went to um, graphics. Mm, he yeah. said, yeah, I haven't painted in a while. I was like, no, not Bruce. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that, Brian. Yeah, but I thought you were just amazing. And then I'm looking at your work now and I, I still is just in awe of what you do, especially the craftsman, craftsman style that you have. No, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just playing around. You know, you get the support <laughs> to do it and it, it, yeah. it's all good fun. Yeah. Appreciate that. Thank you. No, yeah. high school was a great, it was a great um, melting pot and Lance Shade's class was well, well ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. You know, having, briefly, having a portfolio in high school. Yes. You know, I remember coming here and it was my last ditch and I had a portfolio and I presented it to the department chair and she's like, yeah, give merit scholarship. You stay here as long as you want. I don't think you'll be here long because of that portfolio absolutely yeah and then with george rourke at the state journal so lance had a vision he really did yeah and uh and you, we were we were kind of counterparts you know you mm-hmm. were in the pm class and i think i was in the am class or was it vice no, versa i think we had you mean in, in lance class in lance no, we class. were in the same class were we yeah we had the same class God, now you you sat you know i remember i remember this you sat in the back of the, of the <laughs> class yeah with with a guy that i don't remember his name but he used to just he knew the whole uh, entire dialogue of Star Wars. Uh, that would be Jeffrey Jansen. Yes. Yeah, yes. I still, it, Jeff <laughs> came up from Florida a few weeks ago. We had lunch together. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was just amazed at that. I mean, everything. And he would write it down in class. And so you sat next to him. But um, yeah. 
I was just somewhere else in the class, but I did check out, I was checking out your work. I would always yeah. come around. And I, I remember your stuff too. in that monarch calendar with the, oh, the yeah. stuff that you did oh, yeah. and that was it. You were quiet. That was right. Yes. You were very, um, you were very focused and intense even. Um, so yeah. And I, I was probably shooting my mouth off. Who knows? <laughs> I was really quiet though. I was shy back then. Yeah. Still I, am. <laughs> well, it's not, it's not all bad, especially as it relates to creative people, you yeah. know? Um, so your education, uh, you came out of it. Was it worthwhile? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I just, I learned technique. I learned, I learned about artists. Now, you know, of course you take an art history class and mm-hmm. you're falling asleep in class. Cause absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what they were thinking of having a class at eight o'clock in the morning and they turn the lights off and then talking this monotone oh, voice, man, brutal. <laughs> it's like a, yeah. Yeah, and, and and so I I was just having trouble staying awake. But but throughout the the time there, I just learned about artists and um, kind of was, I was attracted to the to the Rembrandts and the Michelangelos and yeah. um, and then what's interesting is um, I found about out about El Greco mm. and El Greco kind of elongated his figures, and I thought, wow, look at this guy. He's going a little bit different direction than the, yeah. the traditional, you know. And that was the beginnings of when I started to play around with the figure a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Your, um, your style now is, I'm sure it's positive. It's highly evolved over the years. It's, um, it pushes the viewers, um, the viewers perceptions. Uh, how do I describe this? I, mean, I mentioned the tapestry thing, but you have like human figures and elements that interweave and some are transparent. They overlay and they weave in together, but they're still discernible. There's a, there's a, that's it. There's a, there's a balance to your work that is, um, it looks effortless. And one thing I've learned, if something looks effortless, it's anything but. <laughs> yeah. It's this, there's thought in there. And, and like you, you asked him, what, what did I get out of um, school? Um, just the, in art history, just the, the way artists, um, uh, make your eyes go in different directions and, and, mm-hmm. and, um, and create triangles and, and, and shapes that, that, you know, kind of guide you through the work. Mm-hmm. I learned that and, and it, that stuck with me throughout mm-hmm. the years. And that's kind of what I try to do. And sometimes I don't even know I'm doing it. I just have that feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing. It's, it's pretty neat to see people look at your work and regard it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Art prize, the, 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 the church wall that you did, this was a couple of years ago, right? Uh, that was last year. Last year. Yeah. That's right. Uh, the Return to Art Prize. And uh, we walked down there and checked it out. Okay. Um, again, uh, phenomenal. Uh, it looked like the building had been built for the purpose of this painting on the side of it. That's how good it was. You know, that's and, interesting because I felt it was, it was a struggle to paint that. Yeah. But um, as, as I was moving along through it, I just felt like this is the right thing. Yeah. I feel it. I was feeling the right thing, and and it just came out, you know, the way I really hoped. But it was more of a feeling than, than the actual physical painting. Beautiful. It it, yeah. it had a, a definite spiritual flavor and intent. You know, the upward, the upwardness, the tree and the figures. Mm-hmm. Um, please, you know what? Check it out if you can. <laughs> Uh, and I tried to get in there and mm-hmm. I couldn't get in there into that, into that building. Mm-hmm. The, the art that was hosted at that venue was, um, it was artist's art. It was very high minded and, um, beautiful. Some, th- some of these things you'd see 
you'd expect to go to Chicago and a gallery and, and see some of the stuff. Yeah. So whoever was curating over there knew their business. Steve Fitzma, Fitzma, yeah, curates that, and he's been doing it. I, I showed in that gap in that space for probably eight out of the years of eight out of all the years of Art Prize. Yeah, and Steve is so good at, at picking work. You know, when when artists would show there and then they would leave and go to someplace else, they would always end up in the top, at least in the top twenty. I believe it. And some of them were in the top five. Yeah. 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 And, they, and they were just they were just that good. He's had that eye to pick them. Unfortunately, that space was in kind of off the path. It was always off the path. But it was always a destination. It was always a destination. One year it got um it was it was nominated for one of the top um venues in mm-hmm. our prize. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And I spoke. It was probably with that gentleman and mentioning your name and his face lit up. <laughs> you know, so it was a it was a very big deal. You know, your work there that's still there. It wasn't like uh, our prize is over. Let's take it away. Yeah. That's a permanent part of a visual. Drive by the street and see it. You know, yeah. that's another thing with the mural that you did down on Michigan Avenue on the side of the market. Mm-hmm. It's so visually compelling. I could get in an accident because I'm staring at it while I'm driving. <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah. the colors, you know, are so just, they reach out and just grab you by the eyes, yeah. you know. That's funny that, um, because I, um, I, I feel really strange about color. My relationship with color is just. Tell me about it. Because I use so much color and I'm thinking, oh, why am I putting all this color in this, in this work? I love black and white. Yeah. I love black and white and monotone colors. And, and for some reason, putting a thousand colors in a piece of work just draws me to it and I don't you know, know why I can't get away what, from though? it. You know what? It works for you. Yeah. It's it's daring and your 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 work would totally work black and white. It doesn't rely on color. Yeah. It doesn't rely on color at all. And there are there are plenty of works that you can't say that about. You could do it. You could take a black and white photo of any of your stuff and frame it and put it on a wall. That's how compositionally compelling it is. You know, I've just learned that in the last couple of years, you know, with the cam with the phone cameras, you can turn things black and white and I started looking at my work in black and white just mm-hmm. to see where I needed to tweak and I was always surprised how how I was getting right basically yeah you know the contrast and the and the tones were, were getting were right and I'm thinking wow I, I just did that on accident did you ever go back and have to redo anything because you thought it was off parts you know yeah, yeah. and it wasn't like uh, large areas but um you know a little tweaking here a little tweaking there how did you start out doing mural work oh that's interesting um <clears throat> Well, um, former city council woman, um, oh, I can't think of her name now. It's going to be terrible. It's all right. But anyway, she, she was putting together mural projects or she was working with a muralist and, mm-hmm. and wanted to have some help for her. Mm-hmm. And so we started with, um, the Shinoras right on, on Butler street. I knew that was yours. Yeah. And, and that it was wasn't, a, it wasn't mine, but it was, a um, another artist. Really? Um, Erica Minor, okay, because that that's been there a while. Yeah, it's been there a long time. And the original artist that did did those you know paintings, um, he was he was doing it in the eighties. Yeah, you know, and, and and he was really good. And um, I was working at O'Leary Paint then. He would come in and buy paint, and that's so I'm so thinking, cool. wow, mural artist. I thought that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Well, she she got these artists, pulled them all together, and um. It was kind of cool because that was the first time I ever painted on a large scale. We 
we worked at the Black Child and Family Institute, that building, the old Genesee School. Sure. Um, and so we didn't paint directly on the wall, but we had these big panels and we would pay, go in there and paint. And then she would had somebody put those panels on the wall and then we would go up and do our touch up, touch ups. All oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like outdoor billboards. They break them down mm-hmm. and put them back up yep, a little yep. bit. So that was my first, um, my first, um, time working with outdoor paint and murals and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, then later on, maybe a couple of years later, um, and was, that was also the first time I worked with a, a group of people, you know, collaboratively kind of collaborative. How'd that go? Um, it was really good. <laughs> there were times, there yeah. were times it was really stressful because um, I have to pick my words very carefully. You be, and I'm just saying this because I know that you are somewhat of a perfectionist and you have a vision and that is, it's a great thing to be as a creative. Um, but as it relates to uh, group discussions and designed by committee, not so much. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't my project, so that was mm-hmm. another thing. And I, I'm, I can let go of things when it's not my project. Yeah. But um, you had we, it was me and another artist, uh, Brian Snyder. We were the only two guys in this group. Okay. And the rest were ladies. That was the. That's rough. Rough part. Is that body. rough, really? Well, it, it became emotional exactly for the reason you're saying because people had their own ideas, and so it became very emotional because you want yeah. they want their ideas to come through. And it just was, it was just a really rough time, but we worked it out. Yeah. We got, and we, we kind of worked it out and, and it came together and, and mm-hmm. we, we were happy to, to do it. Um, they're passionate. Yeah. It was very passionate. Oh, yeah. it, it was, <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. But, um, so, so that group ended up doing another mural on the back of the, the um, Black Child and Family Institute. Mm-hmm. And that was the rainbow. Um, the kids dancing and walking on a rainbow, yeah. um, and buildings, Lansing, buildings in Lansing, and we were all worked on that together. Mm-hmm. That was my second mural, and that was actually scaffolding on the wall and, yeah. and painting. And How do you? And this is something I've always wondered that you've touched on before when we talked. You know, getting funded. Do they? Do you? Do you project how much it's going to cost with materials? Mm-hmm. Do you rent the scaffolding? Do you own it? Um, and I'm going to get into the physical demands of it later because that to me is extremely compelling. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, um, you rent it. Mm-hmm. rent it. I rent, um, lifts and they have to decide, you know, how large the wall is. Do you kind of use the ladder? Mm-hmm. Like the, the mural in Grand Rapids, I used ladders. Yeah. Um, murals here, I've, I've used lifts. Like scissor lifts and yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. It just yeah. depends on the surface where, you know, where you can do it. Some surfaces, you, you know, won't allow you to. Because they might be in an angle or, or they, the, the ground might not be very stable. Yeah, yeah. So. Now, do you project, do you grid your work to, to get to get it up there? I mean, do you lay it out on the computer first? Yeah, I, I, I grid, you know, well, the next job I, after this other job, mm-hmm. the, the, the Genesee mural, um, was the Under the Bridge. That was my third mural job. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was like jumping into the fire. I can only imagine, and just to our listeners, um, there's a set of overpasses near Frandor and Lansing, and if you're familiar with, you know, overpasses, underneath there are um, these diagonally, you know, they're, they're slanted, you know, uh, paved, paved or bri- yeah. bricked. They're about, um, they're, they're in large pavement. Pave yeah, they're bricks, like runoffs. About yeah. tw- 50 by 25 feet each. 50 by 25. Yeah. And I remember you getting awarded, and it was a big deal because they were going to light these things mm-hmm. and, and, and bring in, and it it was in the media. 
and I had always meant to go down there and, you know, poke my head into your world. And this was before we ran into each other at Home Depot just to say, hey, you know, and my main thing was how on earth did your ankles survive <laughs> painting on those surfaces? I, 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 first of all, I would have gave you, given you a brush and said, Hey, <laughs> help me out here. I, where do I park? <laughs> you know, but you know, um, I had to get used to it. What's interesting is, um, I had some just cheap shoes, just raggedy gym shoes that I paint in. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this is not going to work. So I tried to put on heavier, you know, work boots. Those fell apart. And that was in the summer, right? That was in the summer. And, yeah, it was and hot. It was hot. And, but I was under the bridge, so I had the shade of the bridge. Yeah. But those work boots fell apart. And so I went back to some old, raggedy shoes, and those were most comfortable. And I, and I had right. no problems after that. Really? Yeah, yeah. My feet were aching in those shoes I thought were going to help me. Oh. Um, but when I put on some unsupportive, just raggedy old paint shoes, they... They saved me. I couldn't have done it without those shoes. Wow. How about yeah, that? Yeah. I've heard things about barefoot, the benefits of actually being barefoot yeah. naturally. Um, I do remember back when I was in reasonable shape and how that would have just broken me. And we're, I think we're the same age. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like Dorian Gray over here. You haven't aged much. You look like you're in your mid thirties. So, but um, it just looks like it was a physically punishing work, and it yeah. turned out phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, predictably beautiful. Yeah, there were four four big gigantic four. slabs, and 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 like I say, I worked collaboratively with um, the other artists in the other murals. This was my first mural by myself. I see. And I took on four gigantic. Yeah. You know how many hours? Wow. Um, <clears throat> I can't tell you how many hours, but in terms of time, it took probably three months yeah. roughly somewhere like that now did you have to take a break from your day job which you're, yeah. you're a designer designer for the for the state of michigan and that's one reason it took so long because mm-hmm. I, I was working my day job so mm-hmm. i would i would leave for the afternoon i would take a day off here and there and so i would work on the weekends so yeah. and work after work mm-hmm. i'll go after work and, and paint did you have to fly the design by anybody and any committee to oh, approval yes yeah oh yeah we it, because they wanted specific themes Lansing based themes. And mm-hmm. so, and they had um, donors. We raised um, over $100,000 on that. There you go. Um, and so they had big donors, Sparrow Hospital, um, Michigan State. So I had to meet with them and get approval Good. that they were okay with the design. And I would try to f- stick in a little few things. And I, I put in Sparrow Hospital in one. I put in, mm-hmm. um, because it was part of Lansing. Well, so sure. And Michigan yeah. State. They will be part of Lansing. Yeah. 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 So it was all it was all good, you know. With that, I did. I wasn't trying to, you know, smooth up to them or anything. I was just putting no. putting, putting those things in the in the area, and um, they were everybody was really supportive. Um, one woman from um, Sparrows, you know, I had some soccer players, and she said, hey, "Why are you putting soccer players in there? Why don't you put the basketball player? We had Irvin Johnson here." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh yeah, okay." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. so you know, it was that kind of um, thing, and and. And um, end up being a really positive um, pro- project. Yeah, you've probably noticed, and I've noticed just in recent years, how into art some people are. Yes. I mean, to the point of, I mean, I never, well, we, we, we do it for a living. You know, it's our day jobs. Me, not so much anymore. But you, you lose sight of that, that, that appreciation mm-hmm. on a visceral level yeah. where somebody would stand in front of your work and they would weep. Okay. They would, it's that strong for them. And when somebody has a say in how the outcome of Brian Whitfield's work that they carry that with them forever. I mean, that's something very, very, they brag about it. I guarantee you 
they're being wherever and brag about how they influence the artist on that great work. And it's a big deal to them. Yeah, yeah, it, it is amazing. Um, I I experienced that one time at Art Prize. Mm-hmm. I was at um, DeVos place, and you know that place. You know, just thousands of people go it's through massive. every day. Yeah, I was Did in, you deal with Eddie. Uh, yes. Yeah, Eddie yeah, Tadlock. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I worked with him. Yeah. But he put me in the worst spot in the building. Which is where? Well, let me tell you. It, was, it wasn't really a bad spot. It was at the end of a hallway. Mm-hmm. But when you, when you went around the hallway, this woman had this work that was just amazing and went all the way down the hallway and it was a hallway and it was huge. Mm-hmm. So people would, and, and my work was at the end of the hallway, so they would go turn and, and look at this gigantic faces that this woman painted yeah. and their back would be towards my face. Ah, yes. Yes. <laughs> and so, Improbable. Yeah. That's the, that's the yeah. criticism I've heard about our prize venues. You, it's a, it's a roll of the dice It is, and it's not an even playing field. And there have been creatives that have been very vocal yeah. about the, the discord, the, the imbalance of the viewing and, and venues and so yeah. on. Yeah. But this, um, at that venue, that particular piece, this woman walked by and she, she just looked at me. She started crying. Isn't it great? Yeah. yeah. What do you do? You, yeah. I, you know, I, I just looked at her. And I was like, okay, you're feeling this. And, yeah. and, and she just, she didn't have, she didn't say anything. She just, no. she just looked at me and, and, and just nodded her head. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's transformational. I hate using that word because it's so beaten into the ground. Um, I had a similar thing and in these school kids coming through, you know, with tour buses, little kids want your autograph and you're like, well, who me? You know, I'm not, no, you know, uh, and they, they regard creativity and I've gone on my little tangents about creative thought processes and how, you know, it's relatively, I mean, brilliant people who, mm-hmm. who, who admire that because they, everyone I think has creative ability, but they're stronger in a different area. So they appreciate that more. Yeah. Yeah. It's so let's see. I think we only have a few minutes left for the segment and we will be talking more, sir. I guarantee <laughs> it because we got more ground to cover. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, you, uh, we'll get into the future of the next segment, but, um, materials, um, are there specific materials that you use specific types of paint uh, brushes, obviously. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I, 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 over the years I've kind of cheated myself. I, I start off trying to do perfect, you know, trying to be a perfect artist, you know, I would, I would, um, I would, um, get brass, um, nails and, and, and stretch my canvas and use brass nails. And over the years, I just like, I'm not doing that. Just get some staples and staple it together. Okay. And so uh, I've, I've just used brushes over and over again. I haven't bought any new brushes in years. I just kind of beat them up. Um, but I use golden paint, which is a highly quality, highly um, quality paint. Keeps the UV off for a little bit. Yes. And, and they just have so many products, um, and then um, here I use local local paint, and um, it's really good paint for mm-hmm. for murals. Mm-hmm. Um, I do collage work. When, that's what I started before I started doing murals. I was doing a lot of collage collage work, and um, so it's just um, mediums to, to glue down this paper and, and magazines. And so I just grab the different things and just yeah. yeah and the learning process because yeah. you know a lot of what you do you're self taught, so you're. You're absorbing this. You get in the zone while you're working. Mm-hmm. Your style evolves. Well, listen, uh, Mr. Whitfield, uh, we're going to wrap up this segment. It's been exhilarating talking to you, I won't lie, and catching up and learning all this stuff about your work. You just scratched the surface. We did, <laughs> and I think you're going to have to come back. Oh. 
Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Well, <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank you for your time today. All right. Thank you. Malcolm Forbes once said, the purpose of education is to turn an empty mind into an open one. If you want to check out what I've been talking about, just visit this episode at lccconnect.org. Art Happens Here is a production of LCC Connect. Thanks for lending us your imagination. Featuring the faculty, staff, students, and others that helped to make Lansing's premier college what it is today. LCC Connect, Mid-Michigan's connection to Lansing Community College. To find out more about our featured programs or to listen on demand, visit us at lccconnect.org. LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. Lansing Community College Performing Arts features several events and presentations throughout the year. Find more information by visiting lcc.edu slash showinfo. Thank you for listening to LCC Connect. I'm Paul Schwartz, and I host a show called The Safety Plan. The Safety Plan is about the latest cyber scams and how to avoid them. You can catch The Safety Plan here on LCC Connect or listen anytime at lccconnect.org. The University Center at Lansing Community College collaborates with five four-year universities to provide easy transfer pathways for more than 30 bachelor's degrees programs. Visit lcc.edu uc to learn more. All right, everybody in the car, let's go. What are we going to do first when we get there, Mom? Go for a hike? Sure, if you want. What about canoeing? Can we go canoeing, too? I don't see why. What about a bike ride? No, I want to fish. Oh, I've never been fishing. Honey, we can do it all. How long does it take to get to the forest? It's not. Is it going to be long? No, sweetie. I bet it takes forever. It's not that far. (sighs) Are we there yet? Yep, we're here. Already? No way. Come on, come on. It's a short drive from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Also, find fun activities to do like boating and biking or camping and hiking, plus much more. It's all right in your naturehood. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. Welcome to the Star Zone, a program dedicated to highlighting the services and resources available to students at Lansing Community College. I'm Rhonda Miller, Dean of Student Affairs. Now let's find out what's in the zone, the Star Zone. I'm Cassie Little, and I'm with the Student Engagement Team here at LCC. We are here to help new students begin their journey at LCC and create that strong foundation that will ultimately lead to earning a certification, associate's degree, or transferring to a university. We know that the admissions process for college can sometimes be confusing and overwhelming, so we're here to help. If you're thinking about attending LCC, we're available to answer your questions, help you navigate the steps to get started, and we'd love to give you a tour of our awesome campus. 
We can communicate with you through an in-person or virtual appointment, by phone, email, text, or however you prefer. If you're not sure where to start, you can visit lcc.edu and click the Request Info button to get in contact with my team. We look forward to hearing from you. Thanks so much for listening. Once again, I'm Rhonda Miller, and I invite you to find out more about the other features of the Star Zone by visiting lcc.edu slash in the zone.